something in between. Chapter 1 Ram held his stance for twenty breaths, rock steady. His right bicep glistened with sweat in the sun, swollen to twice its size as it held the bowstring taut and still. A pigeon cooed in the distance. A butterfly flapped its wings not ten paces from him. Ram looked at them without looking at them. He understood the rhythm of the butterfly's flapping wings, the space between the pigeon's cries, the pace at which glistening drops of dew slunk to the ground and became nothing. He measured his heartbeat with them, felt the coos, the flaps, and the dewfall synchronized with his heartbeat. His breathing slowed, and as his sight became vision, he saw his target as the tip of his arrow saw it. He saw the blades of grass arch slightly to the left and pegged the wind at half a horse length per breath. Gentle enough, but at fifty horse lengths from the target, enough to make his arrow miss by one horse. He coaxed his aim off the mark. One horse to the right and half a horse above his mark. All that remained now was to ease his breath to the point of being barely alive. Then, with an extreme effort of resolve, Ram shut off his senses as every sniper tribesman worth his salt had been taught to. He felt every sense slowly become one. The smell, the touch, the hearing, the sight, even taste became one giant many-weaponed soldier as they focused on his mark for him. A phenomenon of focus, the sniperer called awakening of the all-sense. And finally, he held his breath, almost like those fish-baiters did underwater, except for the fact that he still inhaled one breath, savoured in lieu of twenty. He saw the dew now fall ten times in a single breath, the wings flap five times as much, the coos punctuated by a gap that was one-tenth as big as the original, and with his all-sense, he saw the wind and felt the gentle curves in the path that he was to take through his arrow. He saw what the men of science called gravitas, a mysterious force that pulled all arrows once released to the ground eventually. His heart beat slowly, almost languidly, one beat for twenty, and between heartbeats he released his arrow. He did not so much as fire his arrow as entrust it to the care of the wind and the earth. Because were it not for the gentle care of both, it would land a horse to the right and half a horse above the target. But the wind carried it gently and gravitas tugged at it until it curved and bent and hit with a gentle, almost polite thud. The arrow made a tiny hole in the exact center of the target. It took a few breaths for his all sense to disperse and his breath to unsubmerge from their underwater-like bearings. When he came to, he heard raucous applause from all around. His senses returned to their full and normal use and he turned to see his king, Vikramaditya, giving him a standing ovation. To the king's right, the princess, 
sat expressionless, unmoved by the archer's brilliance. The five other kings from all the other kingdoms of Hind applauded politely while choosing to stay seated. Ram raised his bow to his king and bowed slightly. He smiled gently, perhaps amused by the princess's indifference, and stood still, waiting for the court jester to announce him off the range. Instead, Vikramaditya raised his hands to the crowd in a gesture that asked for the applause to cede, and then in a majestic booming voice that kings somehow come to acquire, he addressed his audience. In the six winters that our war games have been held, not once has a soldier from Ayodhya been defeated. He paused, theatrically for applause, and the crowd did not disappoint, applauding and...